Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Welcome to episode 196. We're going to talk about what would you do in an emergency situation, emergency situation. Yes, because this is very important and it happens in clinical, it happens in life. And that's why you learn all the things in school, all of the red flags and yellow flags, because it does happen in real life. And we have some stories and also some um, students who have told us some emergent situations that they've had to had to be in and respond to. So before we get into it, Sarah, let's hear the weekly updates. I have to think about the week. <laughs> it's already November 20th, 2020. It's a lot of 20s there. Um, so this week, I only have, okay, guys, I feel like I need to whisper this. Two weeks from today, I'm done with this rotation. I have one more, which is really, really surreal. And I won't be coming home from clinic, from clinic. I can't talk. I won't be coming home from clinic and then hopping on the podcast real quick. I'm literally in my very cool polo. I don't know what you guys have to wear for clinic, but this is what I have to wear. Is this blue? It's a light blue specifically. It looks kind of green in this lighting, but it's a light blue polo and black pants. Let me just demonstrate here <laughs> and black pants that I have to wear to clinic. So I look really cool right now. And normally throughout clinic, I have double mask, you know, the KN95 and then like the classic surgical mask and then the goggles. So look really cool all day long and then gloves. <laughs> so yes, my week, uh, this week I had we have a lot more dependent patients now. So like, I'm going to be honest, my arms are a little sore. Like I'm not hurting. It's just, I can tell I was working a lot this week, doing a lot of lifting and trying to get people to stand up. And let me tell you, I appreciate those little old ladies this week because I have none of them. Zero. <laughs> So do you use a Hoyer lift or? Well, no, because if you, I mean, if we have to, right. But we have a lot of patients right now who are, you know, between like, if we don't need to use the Hoyer in PT, at least I don't want them using it. Right. Cause they can't take it home. So we're trying to get them off the Hoyer and do a slideboard transfer or a dependent transfer. And that's where we come in. Right. And then the nurses don't want to do, or at least they probably aren't going to be as safe. I hate saying that someone's going to say, Sarah, you're so horrible for saying that. I just mean that we're trained for this, right? Like we go through a ton of transfer training and it's a lot more. And so, um, we're the ones doing it a lot of the times. Um, so that's what I was up to this week, but Gabby, how was your week? What did you do this week? Ooh, this week I felt really good this week. I think now that we're getting down actually the last three weeks, I've now just on my own, I'm independent with a lot of, you know, just 
patience and especially when it comes to evals, I'm feeling more you know, confident and my flow is getting better. So I'm in an outpatient orthopedic setting and there's another student with me. So it's nice to have him there. And, um, but right now I'm just, I'm flying solo. I can, I could tell the transition of when my CI was kind of like, you know, not giving me any, like, she's not holding my hand. So um, that's, you know, that's over. And she's just letting me do my own thing. And uh, it's been actually really interesting um, because I make the decisions and, you know, a lot of the patients they'll ask my CI, but then also I have a say in that as well. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been good. And same last final two weeks. So two weeks from today, we will be done and definitely relaxing and celebrating and then probably enjoying a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, so 15 weeks and 12 weeks of clinicals. Uh, we're not there yet, but yes, we're almost there guys. And I'm sure many of you are in the same boat. Like right now, a lot of you are about to be done with your first semester of PT school or, you know, just this semester in general is crazy. So most of you are done before Thanksgiving because, you know, programs don't want people traveling for the holidays and then coming back. So you guys listening probably only have, you know, a few finals left this week and then you're done. Oh, you probably have a longer break than usual, hopefully. And hopefully your clinical rotations, I mean, I hope you are you are all placed and I hope that things work out. I just want everybody to know for the record, even if it doesn't work out how you expected it to, it will work out one way or the other. So I want everybody to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, exactly what you tell your patients, purse the breathing, and truly, truly take care of yourselves. Um, and today's episode, this is something that not a lot of people like to talk about. And I don't know, Gabby, about your PT school experience, but did you guys really talk about, we're just going to get into it, like handling either like a syncope, syncopal episode, like someone passes out on you or somebody falls, or if there's like um, somebody hits their head or a seizure or what else do we got? There's a lot of things. Or somebody dies, like if you, if you have a patient who passes out or passes away. What did you say? Autonomic dysreflexia. Autonomic dysreflexia. That's another one. There's so many different emergency situations. So Gabby, do you want to talk about any experiences that you've had uh, in your learning that you transferred over to a real life experience? Yeah. So um, yes, I have. And I think the biggest thing, and that's why they teach you this in school, to go through your red flag screening and making sure you know those and not always being MSK related. It can be visceral, which means organ referral. Um, it can be neuro. So, so many things go through your brain, especially as you're doing your screen um, examination when you have you know, an initial eval. So you've never seen this patient before you have their medical history. And one instance, and my program, they definitely talked about this um, more, especially because uh, my program has a program pro bono clinic. And so a lot of the time patients come in and they don't have insurance or their insurance has run out. So we are, you know, the direct access. And, um, and so one instance, my, I think this was my second year. Yeah. Second year. And we had a patient come in 
she, let's just say she was in her thirties, I would say. Um, she was, she ambulated into the clinic with a walker and definitely, you know, very weak. But as we were going through the red flag screening questions, such as if you had dysphagia, um, drop attacks, dysarthria, which means, um, so trouble swallowing, trouble, um, or drop attacks, which means passing out. Um, what else? So we went through all, all those screening questions and they were coming back. She was saying yes, and yes. And then we asked about epilepsy and she said yes. And so we're like, okay, <laughs> let's uh, take a step back. Um, and there were some other yellow flags in there as well. So we went through, we did, I believe we went through some manual muscle tests because I, I distinctly remember testing manual muscle tests on her. And it was just very, very weak. Um, and I believe, if I can remember correctly, clonus was, I don't know if it was positive or negative. It might've been negative, but anyway. So while we were gonna do a two minute walk test with her, got her up, had, you know, um, we had her like in a gate belt and everything. So I want to say we didn't even make it halfway around the clinic. And then she had a seizure. So luckily my, um, we had physical therapists come in and pretty much be our CIs. And so she's worked with, um, the neurological patient population. So she knew what to do. And we all just stayed calm, um, called EMS and, you know, she went to the hospital Unfortunately, I do not know what happened after that because we never got any update. Um, so that was one emergent situation that I was literally emergent situation. And it was, it was real. It happens. So you just have to be prepared and stay calm. Luckily I was with a group. So it was, I want to say three or four of us. Um, so I wasn't, you know, by myself with a CI, but it does happen. It happens in the hospital, it can happen in outpatient. So that's my experience um, in clinic thus far. So it was like three students and then you had, so just to clarify, like the setting of your pro bono clinic is very different than many pro bono clinics at different colleges. So you have like a big open space. Yes. That you are walking around in. So other patients and other PTs and other students were around. So, and then what did the PT do to kind of, I guess, give this person some privacy while they're having a seizure? Yeah. So the clinic, um, it's an outpatient, you know, setting, um, our gym is open space. However, we do a two minute walk test for all patients and we have a hallway. So she made it around the hallway and there was only one other group in there. So they didn't even know like what was going on because we kept it, you know, quiet. Like, obviously I was sprinting down the hallway, but, um, you know, they, they didn't react. Like they knew that we had it handled. They didn't want to make the other, you know, other people like scared. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we responded, we made sure that we had the situation under control. And honestly, the other group didn't know what was going on. Um, cause they were focused on treating their patient. So it wasn't until after that they were like, we saw you sprinting. Why, why did you, why did you do that? <laughs> why was Gabby sprinting down the hallway? <laughs> down the hallway. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that, that happened, but I mean, just making sure that you know what to do, especially if 
someone has a seizure and they have um, a history of epilepsy, it's so important just to make sure like you know what to do in case that situation happens. Were you in your first year? Second year. Second year. Did you call 911 or who called? So it was our front desk. So I was the one who sprinted to tell her to call 911. We have a front desk. Um, she's awesome. Shout out to Gretchen. Uh, but she called 911. I ran back. I met the EMS to show them where to come in because they came in through the back. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was that was it. Guys, I know today is not going to be like the most fun episode ever, but I do think this is so important to talk about because, of course, you learn it in school, right? You learn how to handle these situations, but until you're in it, it's not necessarily the same. But I do want to say that it kind of just kicks in second nature, right? Like, I mean, Gabby, is that what you would do you agree with that? I agree. Yeah, it's it's definitely second nature. Like, you know, we knew to put the um, O2 on her like the little um I can't this <laughs> everyone yeah. listening doesn't know what I'm doing oh the pulse ox yeah. yeah um so we put the pulse ox on her and um yeah so it was more of second nature honestly we just kept it calm and um yeah it was it was kind of like I was freaked out after you know in the moment you know the adrenaline's going you're you're like oh my gosh but then afterwards is when you actually have the reality of like holy shit, this just happened. And so all I remember is like shaking because I was just so, you know, it was- I remember that too, because you called me after. We like had an episode scheduled or something. And I was yeah. like, we cannot, like, we're not doing this right now. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're right. We did have an episode that night. Well, we, I don't think we did it. I think you called and I was like, we should probably just wait. Let's just, you know, hold off. Yeah, exactly. But Sarah, have you had any- instances of emergency situations not a seizure thank goodness I feel like I wouldn't do as well well I mean I did uh, not a grand mall seizure I should say I don't know if yours was grand mall like she was shaking and stuff or yeah she was okay well I have not had that we just had so you know I've worked inpatient before and so I had some experiences with like code blues and um, other stuff like that previously before PT school this is like between undergrad and grad school And so at those points, I think that was scarier because although as a rehab tech or whatever you want to call them um, in the moment, I had my bachelor's, I'd gone through um, CPR and that kind of stuff, but I hadn't had the PT school education yet. And so I think it still was second nature, but I don't think I fully understood all the stuff that was happening. Like I didn't know red flags, you know, like you don't really go through all those things. And so I would just see like something's not right here and you know when to call the code. So this one patient, he literally turned gray. I'm not exaggerating. He turned gray. He went from, he was like Mexican. He went from like his normal skin tone to gray and just had a, he just dropped. And I was like, well, code blue, like clearly that's obvious. And, um, you know, help them get onto the mat, lift their legs, all those things. And I think the biggest thing in the moment is to just remember, like Abby said, to stay calm because, um, and the worst part about that one was his wife was with him. 
visiting. It was for like a family training. And so she's freaking out and screaming, like we're killing him, like all this stuff. Clearly we're not killing him. This is just like what's happening in the moment. We're not causing this to happen. We're just here uh, trying to help as much as we can. And so I think the thing that people forget is how to try to calm somebody down and still handle the situation. Like you need to send somebody to the family member, pull them you know, away from the situation a little bit, help them calm calm down um, to the best of your ability, or at least offer some kind of support and just um, explain to them, like, this is what we're doing. We're doing everything we can. Um, We need to give your husband or whoever some space right now so that people can come and take care of him. Um, And that happened several times. And I think the other times too, is when you find somebody on the floor, they've I literally would find people as a rehab tech, you're in like all the rooms, right? So I'd be walking down and look in somebody's room, literally crawling from the bathroom to the bedroom, not the bedroom, like their bed. You know what I mean? In the hospital. Um, they were okay. They didn't hit their head or anything, but they had broken their hip and tried to stand. You know, they tried to get up from the toilet by themselves. And then that's not a code blue because they're breathing. They're fine, but you have to call lift assist, um, staff assist, whatever your hospital calls it. So many situations, one today, oh my gosh, funny story about myself. This is not an emergency necessarily. I didn't even tell Gabby this. So this morning, I don't know if I should tell this. Should I tell this what time is it? <laughs> I don't know. You, I mean, you can. Gabby's like, I don't know what's happening. So I went to get my blood drawn this morning because I'm trying to get some blood tests to figure out why I'm having all these migraines and stuff. And so I know I'm not good with needles. I went to physical therapy and not nursing for a reason. Gabby's laughing. (laughs) You can't hear her if you're on the podcast listening, but she's laughing at me now. So I warned the person. I said, I don't do well with needles. Like I've never really passed out, but I came very close to passing out before. It's been a few years since I've had a blood test. So I just want to give you the heads up. He's like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. This happens. You know, we're used to it. So he starts taking blood. I'm trying to make a conversation with him to just distract myself. It's not that it hurt. It's just that I get really dizzy and lightheaded. And so he did the one vial. I was fine. He did a second vial. Like he drew a lot of blood. And I was like, I'm starting to not feel so good. And I, and then he did the third vial. And then I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. And I started to fall forward. <laughs> this is before work. So I started to fall forward. Like my head started slumping and he's like, well, I got three vials. That's good enough. And he stopped taking blood <laughs> and um, grabbed two ice packs, put one right on my forehead. And I have an ice pack frozen mark. Do you see this on my forehead? You can't yes. tell. <laughs> I have an ice pack mark on my head. And I didn't even notice it till now. So I've been walking around all day with this ice pack mark on my forehead. And I was late to work because I had to lay there like a child. They brought a fan. They had the ice packs. Uh, they gave me two suckers. I felt like a two-year-old. <laughs> and I was like, I'm that person, like, causing an emergency over here. Like, I did almost pass out. And... um that's kind of off topic, but, um, anything can happen and it's important to know on both ends. What should you do? I've tried to put my head between my knees and, you know, go from there, chug some water. Well, glad you're okay. (laughs) They got blood. Glad you're okay. I'm such a baby. (laughs) I 
know, Sarah, this, I mean, I can just picture her sitting there and then having her head just like fall or starting to fall. Like it's that, I mean, that's not, but just picturing it, like, I'm just. It's funny just cause you know me, but for a yeah. stranger who is like, oh my God, you know, what's happening here. They did a very good job at handling it. And, um, you know, had me walk down and back in the hallway before they let me leave and drive to work. Hmm. So you guys learn from those people. If you're ever in that situation, I know a lot of PT students are the same way. They hate needles and they almost pass out, uh, learn from the people who handle it well. And so then you can handle that well in the future. Cause you better bet when you're an inpatient one point, you will have a code to call or to be a part of, and, uh, you got to know how to handle it. Exactly. So that is what, um, that is the conversation today. So let us know <laughs> if any of, if you have any experience with an emergency situation, um, or if you had to refer a patient out because of any red flags going through screening, we would love to hear. And it's good to just, you know, share experiences because it is a scary situation and knowing what to do in that situation is important. So we just want to say thank you for coming on. If you're not in the group, come join us in the Student Physical Therapist Network group. And we would love to give you a shout out. We are here every Friday or Saturday, uh, usually Fridays now. And also for the podcast, you can subscribe, share it out, leave a review. Uh, the more people see this and get it out, the better, because we want to spread the word. And we are almost at 200 episodes as well. So it would mean the world to us um, if you guys can share this episode out. And we will see you all back here next week. See you next week, guys. Good luck on finals. Oh my gosh, for those of you who have finals, truly good luck. You got this. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.